Barry, I need you to tell me about uh, <laughs> Weird Al drop, person. Drop Squad the Escape. Oh, God. <laughs> what, what is that? It's a, this massive box. The, well, I asked Kirsten to get the Board Game Geek rating on it, and what was you know it? What? It was No Results Found. Yeah, I, I, was, <laughs> I searched for it, too. I found nothing. So, if you're it's, there, it's almost as if it does not exist. <laughs> thank you, Andy, for leaving yet another game with us. And not just a game. This thing is huge. It's yes. a massive box. It's like two feet by It's like Michael foot. Knight. It's like Barry if he had no arms or legs. <laughs> what? The size of it. It's about right, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. It's, I'm it, glad that's your yeah, unit of it, measurement. If he you ha- can't use meters, Christ. No. It, well, it's less than a meter. In Drop Squad, the escape. Introduce the whole family to the exciting world of the Drop Squad, TM. <laughs> Quadruple amputee, the escape. Yeah. Choose yeah. one of the heroes. <laughs> Cheeks, Brutus, Trixie, Stretch, or Rue. They're all like mice or... St- is that Stretch stretch or Rue? Is that one person? Stretch or uh, Stretch or Rue. Oh, okay. Stretch I, I, I found a YouTube review. It's not helpful here, but... A YouTube review. Play, play, par- play, play party park. plan reviews it, and so does Centurion's review. Well, it's, it's Plinko no, it's for an, kids. It's no good if uh, <laughs> Shut Up and Sit Down or whoever the right. fuck they are don't review it. No, it's Plinko <laughs> play, for pl- children. I don't think Play Party Review is probably your best <laughs> go-to for adult entertainment. Apparently, <laughs> five and up, two to four players, playtime 15 to 30 minutes. Oh. Warning! No Choking hazard. Contains small parts. Yeah. Keep away from Andy. Which is why I have this. I'm legally required <laughs> to present that warning to all my dates. <laughs> We're going to play this. Uh, oh, we got to play it. Really? Yeah, we why do at some point. What? I mean, not, not on the show. I mean, it's, it's a visual <laughs> game. This wouldn't translate no. to audio at all. Oh, well, then we definitely but, have to play it on the show. But we definitely have to play it sometime. Oh, no. We don't want to hear this game. There's going to be a lot of clinking and clacking because of the thing. Of the well, yes, it's, well, it's like pinball. It's nothing like pinball. Well, it's pinball without flippers. I did. I just found a review from Board Game Quest. Okay, I'll take it. I Ooh. will skip to the final thoughts. Okay, please. Uh, final score, two stars. Just, <laughs> if you have children in your life or you are a childlike person, then witnessing the organized rolling chaos in this game will be perfect for you. Hits, fun and engaging table presence. See? Excellent from luck and co-creation. Oh, excitement, excuse me, from luck and co-creation. Experimentation on how angle affects speed. Misses. Oh, physics, it teaches physics. Misses, doesn't quite teach physics as it claims. (laughs) (laughs) Haphazard and unfair scoring. Unintuitive construction and assembly. How about it's... For kids, why do I have this? Why do you have it? Why did Why did Andy have it? I think it's quite obvious why you have it. Because Andy hates me. No, because oh. you're very childlike. Well, the very childlike. I mean, that that's that's <laughs> Andy to a T. No, right? Andy. Andy left a whole bunch of board games with me, and now my board game list has got like a ton of them that aren't rated because oh. I have no interest in playing these games. Yeah. I have really no interest in playing Legends list. of the Hidden Temple. Ugh, <laughs> man, garbage. That's terrible. And you know what? I have to play them. I have to play these board games so that I can rate them fairly 
Oh, it's 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 about it's about completing the list. It's a completion thing. Okay, yeah. yeah. OCD is a beautiful thing. I'll play it well. once. Or I'll try to get through it, and Deb's gonna get try to get through it. And if it rates under a four collectively, then out it goes. What if Man. this one relates a four point two? It can't. <laughs> it can't. Oh, I don't know. We each score that, that, one to five and add this, the two together. What is this no. predetermined yeah, score yeah. thing? Already the whole list sounds I suspect. I know, yeah. No, 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 no. We each, we each rate games one to five, uh-huh. okay? And if collectively the thing gets a four or less, right. it's it's got to go. Yeah, but I'm talking about Drop Squad. You've already said that, that what the score is. It's not, not going to make so. it. Oh, I know. It's going to suck. But there's tremendous bias there. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, don't, don't trust Aunt Barry's list, folks. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, he says Dune Imperium's good. I wouldn't listen. <laughs> you gave me Dune Imperium, you monkey. <clears throat> Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 672. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. And Drop Squad Blard. <laughs> we are to talk weak and geek. And uh, I just let's just keep adding board games to Barry's closet because he yes. has to play them. Not, dude, mm. I want to go to all of those stores that you go to when you buy me a, a Christmas or birthday present and oh, it's yeah. always an old board game. Oh, yeah. I want that now so I can just drop off like a half dozen... Yeah, because if, if he's if in his collection, he has to play he it to rate it. He has to play it to rate so it. So I love Lucy the trivia game. Yes. No. Scooby-Doo the board game. No. Battle of the Sexes. No. Cootie. No. Yeah. yeah. God, they still make that? Stop, drop, and roll. Ah, yes. Kerplunk. Ooh. Trump the board game. Trump the board game. Trump the board, Trump game. the board game. Barry could use one. By the way, Meepleville here in Vegas is having their board game auction. Ah. Not auction. Board game sale on the 28th. There you go. Todd, I'll meet you there. How many board Perfect. games are you putting in the sale, Barry? None. Oh. No, I, I'm not selling. I thought you were going to get rid of a bunch of games that you said were rated low. Fucking donation. On your, oh. No, the tables are what, 10 bucks? They're sold out. Yeah, this time. Yeah, but but with people who have legit games to sell that are pretty good. Sure. Sure. But get your 10 buck table and just pile it up. You at least get a get. I don't have that many games to sell. Oh, you like that many. You're not getting rid of many because most of them are too good to get rid of. You know what? I will, on the Discord, share the link to my board game collection. Why would you can do see that to us? Because Why? you can see it as a, as a viewer, and you can you can tell me if you agree with my ratings or not. They're not going to affect anything. I don't care what you think, but you can tell me. <laughs> What's that got to do with Meepleville and their $10 tables? Or, or selling off ones you don't want. Yeah, really. Nothing. Just to shut you up. <laughs> You can look at my list, and you can say, okay, clearly he doesn't have enough games to warrant buying a table. So this weekend, Saturday morning, Meepleville. It's Saturday the 28th? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. This, this, this Saturday, the 28th. So Holy this, shit. Right. Get there early or be left with uh, Barry's leftovers. And if you can, uh, hook up with Barry, because he will haggle you deals like a motherfucker. Now, here's where you have to weigh that, because I was wrong last week, uh, as I often am. Uh, the LVO is actually this weekend. It's Thursday through Sunday. Oh, what time? Uh, all, all the time. It's, it's <laughs> five in the morning. They're down there with mimosas and Warhammer. And uh, it's, spandex. It's usually early. It's, I think they start like nine in the morning. Okay. Well, this thing's like at, noon, at noon to three. Honestly, if you're not there within the first hour, you're going to miss out on some of the good stuff. But... There's always those really, really good big games that are that go for like a lot of money, like King, uh, 
Kingdom Death, is it called? No one is selling Kingdom Death. Except for how someone was last time. Get the fuck out. How much were they selling it for? I don't know. It was a lot of money. Yeah. I didn't have that kind of... a lot of money anyway. I didn't have that kind of scratch, but... Oh, my God. I think, uh, I think Terraforming Mars was being sold. Okay. That's good. Um, I got uh, Merchants of the Dark Road. I got Alter Quest. I got a really good deal on Alter Quest. The guy was just, just unloading it. I'm like, okay, cool. Got to make space. Yeah. So... And you know Alter Quest is loaded with minis. Oh, yes. 100%. Yeah. God. Kingdom what? Death. I, I would love to get a hold of some Kingdom you Death. You missed it. I, did, I apparently did. I missed it. Well, maybe I won't. Maybe you'll be back again this Saturday. Well, there, there's always that chance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm planning on going to Meepleville. Okay. Uh, I'm also planning on going to LVO uh, for at least some of Saturday and most of Sunday. So if you, if you want to catch me in town, that's probably where I'll be. Uh, find me there while I try to look for Ninja on a Miniac. I don't even know what the hell that was that the you just The right said. people will know. Oh, oh okay. God damn if it. If you know, you they, know. They're YouTube painters is who they are. Oh, okay. Yeah. They paint the YouTube. They have their own podcast called Trapped Under Plastic. It's actually very, very entertaining. Highly recommend it if you were even slightly into miniature painting. Oh, now I got Metallica in my head. There it is. I'm trapped under plastic. Yeah, that's pre- I, that is pretty much where it came from. Uh, we need and a has, nice acapella version of that on YouTube. And, <laughs> and no. It, <laughs> and it has one of my favorite uh, brandings of their podcast. Their their image for their podcast is your, your standard styrene uh, model kit pieces all still attached to all the sprues. And underneath it, just a hand just trying to push through it and just can't. It's a It's a... Very nicely designed. That's good. Very clever. Yeah. Ours is just some eight bit bullshit. Yes. <laughs> what more do you need in this world? Uh, speaking of what you need in this world, uh, we're going to be launching Clockwork Torgo soon. Uh, we are. I'm going to start though. While everything is getting set up for nominations and then the polling and so on, I am going to start with Escape from New York. Scoop Rodriguez. Thank you so much for saying that to me. And uh, I'm going to make sure that uh, gets be the first thing that I watch for it, and that will kick off the whole endeavor. So look for that soon. I've also started painting the next mini to be given away. It's another Malifaux piece. Uh, this one is is a. a Fat naked dude, all in leather. Sure, you're not going to keep that one for yourself, there. <laughs> wow. I uh, but instead of arms, he has uh, rusted pinchers for for hands. So rusted pinchers, yeah, big ones. That's a slanish thing. Or? Uh, it, 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 on, on a more steampunky level, sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and if you're listening to this, you can go to the Discord right now, where the Clockwork Torgo channel is already live. Yes. Wow. So uh, I'll go ahead and put the uh, call out there. Of course, you probably start this before you even hear it, but in case this is the first you're hearing it, that's where you put the nominations for movies for me to watch. Now, here's the criteria. What movies? Movies I should have watched by now. Here's the thing. I've watched a lot of movies. I might have seen your nomination, and so I'll uh, let it know. But if, uh, if you've put a movie there that I haven't seen... And uh, I will choose four every month from your nominations, and then we'll select the poll from there, and you'll decide from those four which I watch. If you now, want to nominate something, be sure and like make your post say nomination colon whatever. That's a fine idea. That yes. way, it uh, stands out from the crowd, so I can see the nominations clearly. That's a great idea. If you yeah. can use the colon 
emoji. Now, don't fall into the <laughs> trap of assuming that Torgo has actually seen a movie and not putting it on the list, because chances are good he has not actually yeah, yeah, seen no, that don't movie. Don't be afraid. Yeah, yes, you exactly. Just, you go, balls out, folks. Yeah, yeah, Even if it seems like a very obvious title that, no, he, should, you that would, he has already seen. You will not believe yes. what the man has not seen. Don't flood the channel, but, you know... Yeah, um, just make it stuff you certain, really need. Certain to see. person whose names I won't mention, you know, one or two suggestions will do. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Steve. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's the going forward. So that being said, what uh, geeky things you do this week, uh, Barry? Uh, uh, I'm not proud. <clears throat> I started another playthrough of Skyrim. Well, hey, wait, 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 wait! You, this is how many now? No, I don't want to talk about it. I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. I I got sick of the running around like a maniac uh, endurance one where you have to eat and you have to sleep and it, the cold affects you because that is nightmare mode in Skyrim. Um, so you started playing that one? No, I started playing that one. I stopped. Okay. So this one, I loaded it up with mods because I saw Kingvald do a bunch of mods on his channel and. Uh, Got them kind of to work well together, sort of. Um, it, it's really neat. Uh, there's a lot of new quests and things, and, and I really did. The, I really like the the mod where you have variable start locations. I forget what it's called, um, but it's a popular one because I didn't want to start in Helgen and have to go through all that again. It's, it's really aggravating. After after your tenth time, yeah, yeah. So now that, now that you're on your thirtieth time, it's like I don't want to see this again. Yeah. So I just you know I'll just start fresh in solitude or something like that. And I did, and I became an archer, because arch archery is overpowered. And uh, I'm having fun with it, except something's weird with the mods. I, I go into, players of Skyrim will know this well, outside of Whiterun, there's the Tundra Homestead, which was added, and it's a really nice player house, where they have spots where you can put all the collectibles in it. It's gorgeous. I can't enter the house. Oh, it just loads forever, like for a half an hour, Ooh, black screen and that's... and and music, but nothing. Oh no! Well, I tried it like three or four times. Oh, I was like, Screw oh, it. time to start over. No, God, no! <laughs> I spent ten thousand gold on this thing or something close to it, and then I can't get in it. So it's like, all right, I own a house, I can't get in. That's great. So I'll try it. I'll buy another house somewhere else. Hopefully, they have. Spots for all my collectibles and uh, just run with it. What if all of his houses are like Jesus, this? Jesus, it's sound. Then he's not I'm, playing Skyrim. He's playing regular life. He's playing Jeff. <clears throat> he's afraid of the cold. No, no, He's no, got to no. eat and sleep. The only part he left out is shit. Come and he's on. got a house sure that he needs to put that. his uh, collectibles in. Is there a poop mod? Come on, Todd. You're the one that had separate houses just for different collectibles in that game. Oh, yeah. You had a house just Don't for skulls, a-, a house just for... What, potions or some bullshit like that? You had like three or four houses that were only for storing it your was, shit. It wasn't so bad. There was the House of Skulls, uh-huh. but there was also the house just for gems. So yes. It's very colorful. It's a whole separate idea. How many guys named Jim are in this game? Uh, it's only one. She's truly outrageous. Oh, okay. <sighs> <laughs> that's that's really all I did. That's well, all you did with Skyrim. That's it. Man, when I get hooked on something like that... I'm, okay, well, I did play a little Vampire Survivors, but I'm trying to not play that game because that's just a time suck. He sent me a video mm. of, of <laughs> I did, this, the I? screen of him playing Vampire Survivors. Now, when you play Vampire Survivors and you've basically bought all the things and you're now hitting the 30th level every time you play, 
the, the game is just visual chaos. Mm. It is there. In fact, there comes a point where if you have the right weapons, you don't even have to move. You just stay still, and the game plays itself. You can go grab a drink, yeah, or go to the bathroom, have yourself a, a wee and a nice little magazine article, and then uh, come back and see how it all went. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm not in endless mode. I don't know. I'm not that good at the game. You can unlock endless mode, and you can unlock a way to gold farm, and you can sit there for hours. Apparently, I checked the Reddit. Uh, I'm not there, and I don't want to be there. Yeah, that's. Just, I, I will say now that I've bought all the things, and now there's just a few characters left to open up, maybe, and it's. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've basically I've done the game. Yeah, the, the game's int- done. My interest is waning. Did you finally figure out your shield thing? Because I looked that up. I oh, no, that was Tiny Tina's. Yes, I figured it oh, out. I'm right. dumb. I chose the wrong thing. I got to respect. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading sucks. up on that, and it was really funny because I, I entered shield not recharge time, and I, I don't think I even wrote more than that on Google, and pff, it all came up, Yeah, I, and I, I tapped on it, and it's... And it's like it's a way you build your character. Yeah, and it just says Barry's dumb. Well, on every one no, of them. well, it's it really funny because like if a, you expect the glass if, cannon, and, yes, yeah. glass cannon. If if you want to have, I, as soon as I read damage. it, as soon as I read it, I'm like, yeah, Barry did this to himself. because yep. you increase your damage, like 30%. but you sacrifice on the shield. Recharge. And and I was like, yeah, that sounds like Barry 100. <laughs> percent I'm a walking nuke. Ouch. Stub my toe. <laughs> Stub toe fail. Ouch. Restart. <laughs> so I'm just waiting for the next big game, and I know what it's going to be. It's going to be Hogwarts. It's, that's a big one. Oh, yeah. And that one I actually might buy new. But <gasps> I I don't. I have two Xboxes in our house. We have the like a, a newer one and like one of the older ones, okay. and I don't know if the older one's going to be able to take it. Yeah, in my experience, the older <laughs> ones have a little problem taking it. <laughs> Not entirely, yeah. It's, they, it's, they take it a little hard, and they they they, yeah. they just run rough after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they overheat real easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seriously, I don't know. <laughs> graphically, it'll. I just don't want a ten minute loading screen. So you say Xbox? Well, that's an Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, I, yeah. Okay. It's not a One S or a One SX or a oh, One GT. Not a three sixty. Cobra, whatever. <laughs> no, Hogwarts Legacy on three sixty. That sounds like a fine Hogwarts choice. Legacy on the Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's probably going to be the next obsession. Of course it is. And I'm looking forward to that, too. But how is he going to be? Uh, I don't know yet. You I, don't, don't, I don't think you I have to choose what, yet. What house are you? Uh, normally, I'm always shoved in Gryffindor. But that's it's ridiculous. Like, but it's like everything's Gryffindor. He is so Slytherin. And all that backstabbing and shit. Dude, join us. He's Huffle Slytherin. We have cookies. Huffer, Huffle Wren. <laughs> He's your friend and stands I'm, up next yes, to you I'm, until he stabs you right in the fucking back. I am Huffleclaw. No, not <laughs> no. Claw. You need to make a choice. I did. Huffleclaw. What house are you? Uh, generally, I, I turn out uh, uh, Raven, Ravenpuff. <laughs> Which one over generally the Generally, Ravenclaw. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Jeff? Um, according to my nephew and also Deb, because she's not here to... Uh, you know, confirm this. Uh, Ravenclaw oh, is yeah, what I, I keep. Jeff is keep definitely up into. Kim, come on, the the Jeff, big Jeff's the big Ravenclaw. ultimate fight of good and evil for the fate of the magical world, and Jeff's going to be back in his place, reading his books. <laughs> you know, Deb's Ravenclaw. She's 
got it inked on her, so that, that can't well, change. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, that's yeah. why she insists on Ravenclaw. That makes sense now. Yeah. I forgot about that yeah, tattoo. Everyone wants Jeff on their team. I get it. I want Jeff on my team. Well, fortunately, it's a single-player game. Thank goodness. You know what? <laughs> I, w- I want to just stop right here and just discuss, because it's not part of the news or anything, because fuck it. Uh, the Avengers game that came Ubisoft a couple years ago. Like right. Two years ago. Roughly. It was fun. The single player was not bad, yeah. Uh, but then the actual game opens up, and that was crap. Oh yeah, yeah. The it was a live service game. And what's a live service game? In case you don't know, is a game where uh, they keep adding things to the game, so you have things to, you can still buy in the game to keep playing it. Uh, not like you do on a MMO where you're playing monthly. They just keep adding things to the game, uh, hoping that you'll buy cosmetic or otherwise transactions along the way uh, uh, a few of these hit big in the past most of them fail uh, Avengers failed this week they uh, yeah. Ubisoft announced that they are no longer supporting it <laughs> yeah. going forward uh, even though it's something they promised they had years and years and years of plans going forward and unveiling story continuing on forever and they would never add any transactions that wasn't anything cosmetic and then they nerfed the XP and then sold XP boosters to people. Mm. It, 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 the whole thing was just a... <laughs> Wrong order, Ubisoft. It was just a whole An awful Ash thing. An Ash K. Abgray? Oh, yeah. And uh, th- thankfully... Uh, you it, didn't it, get the lifetime membership. Lifetime... Uh, and then, oh, I can get behind it. Life service, fuck off. Um, Anthem. Outriders is still out there, I guess. Um, what's Outriders? The fuck knows? But live service games are failing more often than not now, and that's a kind of a good thing to see because it was an awful, awful trend. It's still happening. Uh, Gotham Knights is a live service game when it comes down to it. It looks like they that it's leaked out that the uh, uh, what's the uh, the the DC bad guys that are good guys. Uh, so Suicide Squad game that's coming out mm-hmm. uh, is also uh, got a lot of life service elements to it. So it, it's not dead, but they are failing. That's uh, so that's a good thing along the line. And what's crazy is one of the reasons that they were saying all that time that everyone needs to go into live service games is because single player games are failing. And obviously, it, it turns out that if they would have gone with their original single player ideas, uh, they would have actually made money by this time instead of the money that they're bleeding sure. currently. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, EverQuest <laughs> is still going, you know. The original. Yeah. Yeah. EverQuest 2 died uh, ages ago. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, there's, there are the holdouts for those playing that, uh, that original EverQuest. I don't understand that. It's, it's, well, it's one of those things. It's like... You don't have to make all the money. You can make some of the money and still be profitable, and that's a good enough reason to keep it going. Positive income that still remains positive over a decade, two, actually two decades at this point. Uh, yeah, let's do that. How does it generate uh, uh, revenue for the company? Uh, EverQuest? Yeah. EverQuest is a monthly subscription. Okay. All right. So is it is like it, World of Warcraft? Is, is Warcraft okay. before Warcraft? Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Monthly subscription, like like D and D six E, which will be you know, top tier thirty dollars a month. Whatever at that, the top what, tier. Whatever that means. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we don't. I, I didn't even put it in news yet because we don't even know what it is. Yeah, Everyone's we speculating. <laughs> we no, we don't know. So Actually, there's, there's it, no it, point it, on that. Well, it's. I don't know. 
Uh, as okay. for what it, I've, I've actually been playing two video games myself, uh, two that have been arguing for my time, and one of them that just I had to stop playing it because. God damn it, too much time at once. Star Trek uh, Online? Uh, yes. Wow. <laughs> My spaceship is a motherfucker. Uh, is no, it the uh, USS motherfucker? I was going to say. <laughs> it gone, yeah. Motherfucker class. The motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Mountain Blade 2, Bannerlord. Mountain Blade is a series that goes way back. Oh, yeah. I was playing Mountain Blade, I think, in the mid-aughts. Um, they released Mountain Blade 2, uh, Mount and Blade 2, this... Uh, not okay, that long ago. It was in right, Mountain Blade, yeah. Uh, it was in early access for a good while. They finally released it. It's a time sink and a half. It's a mid... It's a lot of things. It, it's one of those games that tries to do everything, so it doesn't do everything well, but it does everything good enough. Oh, it is a medieval simulator mm. where you are taking... You are a nobody trying to climb up to become basically the ruler of this fantasy realm. Now, it's a fantasy realm without magic. It's all very, very medieval, uh, but it's very, but it has a very Conan feel to it. Mm. Mm. Uh, you start with just yourself, and then you hire a band of people, and you go out and basically create a name for yourself however you want to do it if you want to go out and be a bandit leader you can if you want to go out and be a tradesman you can what most people will do and what the game really wants you to do is just be a conqueror whether you do that as a vassal for some for the the failing empire or a vassal to the rebels going against the empire varying factions of each or starting your own group and doing whatever you want to do it's up to you the, oh, the it comes to basically two parts: an overall arcing map, which you are going to various cities, doing your trading, going entering arena competitions, uh, trying to gain favor with various nobles. However, you want to do that, and then there is the combat phase. You take your group of little armed men and go against smaller or larger groups of little armed men, and then it goes into this whole action combat, horseback or otherwise, that is strangely addictive. There is a a very, very satisfying thing about running into a group of people with a poleaxe on a horse. It's just lots of fun. Now you know why the real knights did it. Yes, that's exactly why. For fun. (laughs) Um, uh, What's the... Uh, first person, third person, whatever you want it to be, it has both aspects. Get I play, the fuck. I play it in third person, but uh, you can do first person if you. Because most of most of most people try first person. It's like if you're not shooting, if you're melee wailing away, it 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 just generally doesn't carry. Sure. I mean, but if you want to do bows, if that's your thing, then maybe you do want to do oh, first person. God, another thing. Skyrim. What's uh, what's overpowered? Uh, bows that's just it there are so many skills in this game and the skill trees are so long this is a game that expects you to sink hundreds of hours into it over time and the problem is single player it is single player single player only uh, that I saw Um, the, the problem is you actually can easily sink hundreds of hours into it because it does have a real one-turn-itis aspect to it, where it's like, well, okay, well, that battle, well, I have to sell all the things I I looted in this battle, so i got to get over the city and sell all that. But I need some, uh, it gets me enough money that I can uh, hire some more vassals. So and, uh, I think my army now is about 170 people. 
Uh, I've joined armies that are to like help other kingdoms take over castles or whatever uh, in the thousands. And, and I think that's one of the things with Mountain Blade 2 uh, versus the old ones is that now there's enough computer processing power that it can generate that many people on the battlefield in an action game mm. and without any hiccuping and with, with smooth action to it. Um, it has a light clunkiness to everything, but it's part of the charm of it. It's, I, I, I'm sad to say I've definitely invested way too many hours in this game. So much so <laughs> that I had to like put it away, a la Civilization. Mm. To uh, to do other things. Say, I can't play this until I've done these other things in my life. Like, you know, take care of my wife, I'll paint a mini, something. <laughs> oh, that's overrated. Just yeah, play go to work. Now, yeah. how, how are you playing it? Is it? I'm playing it on the Xbox. Okay, so you physically have the copy. I physically copy. have the copy. Okay. It's 30 bucks, so it's cheap, and I'm sure it's just as cheap on Steam. Well, I'd want to play it on Xbox because my machine isn't strong. Okay. So I, that's why I, I do a lot of console gaming because I don't have a real powerful uh, gaming machine. Uh, it, is, for business. it is not in the uh, Xbox Game Pass. That's what I was just looking yeah. up on my phone. I At least not as of yet. But uh, yeah. but again, it's 30 bucks. And my God, if if you strike it down to an hourly, I, that's, I've probably pay, played about, uh, it's cost me about 20 cents an hour at this point mm. of, for what I've played in this game. Okay. Okay. You said you were playing games. You mentioned one. I'm also playing Marvel uh, Midnight Suns. Mm. Uh, this, I've heard things a about A fairly that. new game. It's a game I didn't go... Uh, I went in with absolutely no idea what it was. Okay. And I'm kind of glad I did because I've been pleasantly surprised by it. Uh, especially after, you know... Because what do I have in, in my mind with Marvel getting superhero games recently? I've got uh, friggin... DC Gothic Knights or whatever that that Arkham Knights Arkham Knights sure that's the one which was awful right life service game I've got Avengers in the recent past that was an awful life service game so I was kind of expecting that with this going okay I'll try it it'll suck I'll send it back to GameFly and uh, it's not it's a a board game with cards with light dating simulation. That but, checks wait. all of the Torgo boxes right there. <laughs> <laughs> Card game? Uh, now, I'm, I'm, I'm using... Dating sim, check. I'm, yeah. us, I'm using dating sim in kind of the overarching game style. It, it's more of a friendship simulator. I haven't seen any dating in this, but... Friendship? You, you're... Friendship? As you gain... You're, you basically hang out with other members in the group, whether it's the Midnight Suns or the members of the Avengers that are with them, and you basically raise raise your friendship level with each one and that makes more combat pluses happen so that almost it sounds like a jrpg uh it has that little you, bit of aspect do you aspect remember, to do you it. remember Mar- uh, marvel ultimate alliance they did that in in, in marvel ultimate alliance kind of like well. that. that was a good game you know what it's in fact it's a lot more along those lines okay in fact when you're talking with like tony stark he'll say okay i'm, I'm having this problem and uh, what do you suggest with this and then you have two selections and it tells you what you're going to get if you choose this or that oh, okay so it's your selections will are mostly based on what you want for your character growth uh, the whole idea of uh, Marvel Midnight Suns, it's uh, the mystical side of Marvel. So it is, uh, uh, what's that, Nico, I uh, can't remember her last name. She has the magic staff. She was part of the Runaways. Uh, she, I don't know. 
she was in it, Ghost Rider, uh, Blade, mm. um, and uh, Magic, Magic, the uh, the daughter of Colossus. Uh, sorry, the sister of sister Colossus. Sister of Colossus. Yeah. yeah. So the magic-based superheroes of yeah. the Marvel universe uh, apparently have had their own little comic book thing happening, and uh, some of the Avengers crash into it because a lot of people don't know who those people are, so it helps introduce those group. And there is the overarching uh, Gozer-like figure. In fact, it's hilarious because Tony Stark does call that villain Gozer. And, <laughs> So that was uh, the writing has been very very good. But what's really interesting is the gameplay itself is a card based mechanic on a board. It's kind of more of like a a, a tactical RPG in that regards. Uh, if you play like the Final Fantasy Tactics or the old Ultima games, the the or a lot of the old JRPGs where it's kind of turn based, but you're playing cards, as and uh, that's how you're doing your moves. It looks action, but it's very turn-based card action. And uh-huh. that's been a nice surprise. It's a board game. Interesting. With a very, very high production value. 50 bucks at Target. Really, wow. really good voice acting. And a kind of a open-world-esque for the things that are happening in between the actual, like the game. You like you choose, you have your map, you choose your mission, you do the mission, you play the battle, you're done. Then you go back to your little open world thing where you can go explore and advance the story. Uh, Agatha Harkness is in this, and it's if it's it's if if it's magic, there Stephen Strange, of course, figures big right. into it. So if you're into the whole Marvel aspect, especially the mystical Marvel. It's really a good game. I'm very surprised at how much I'm enjoying it, and it really wants me to play it. It's really calling to me a la Civ Six. So I'm having a hard time with video games right now because uh, I'm obsessed with these two games. Cool. I'll have to check those out. Jeff, what'd you do? Um, I didn't get to do a lot this week because my schedule's kind of crazy at work right now. Sure. Because, well, reasons. <laughs> but um, uh, out of... Literally nowhere, I discovered that Hunters Season 2 started on Amazon Prime. Uh, I remember talking about Hunters uh, Season 1 on here three years ago. Wow. Yeah, like, we, literally wow. the start of the pandemic, I watched Hunters, and I was like, well, this was a good series. I don't think they'll ever get a Season 2 because it wasn't announced. And then later on, it was announced, but then no word on it since then. And then literally this week, I'm... Uh, opening up my Google Chromecast and it has the suggested for you thing and sure enough it says Hunter season 2 and I'm like what? Did right, you so binge t- it all? So tell us what is Hunters. I did not binge it all no Barry I did not um, I'm only two episodes in Hunters oh, is than you then. Okay. Hunters is uh, season 1 is about a group of Nazi hunters in 1977 if I remember correctly on season yeah, 1. Pacino in this? Al Pacino oh, yeah. is in that there's a bit of uh, interestingness with his character that I won't mention if you haven't seen season one, but he leads this group of Nazi hunters, and then they they basically find uh, Nazis that escaped Germany, and in in, this, in season one, they're uh, they escaped to America and changed their names, identities, etc. And this group hunts and kills these Nazis. Season two flash forwards to 1979, and it starts in Europe. So it uh, doesn't take place in the United States, except for there's a brief part in season, uh, excuse me, in episode two, where they go back to the United States, but that's uh, for the story. 
they've brought back a lot of the season one characters, so I'm very interested to see where it goes from here. Haven't they but, brought back all of them? Not as of yet where I'm at in the series, even though they're all still in the credits, mm-hmm. the opening credits. Okay. But not all the characters have appeared, so I don't know whether they're going to address it through flashbacks, etc. I mean, you never know when you have a sequel to, uh, excuse me, a second season of a, yeah. a series like this because, you know, characters come and go out of the storylines, etc. for various reasons that, you know, like I said, I don't want to spoil on here, but, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, so far, it's, 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 uh, it's drawn me in just like the first the first season did. I like it. Ted from uh, How I Met yes. Your Mother is a yes. Jewish film star. Yep, he sure action is. Star. Yeah, he's goofy. Yep. Jewish action film star, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I'm uh, so far. Like I said, I'm digging it. Uh, Carol Kane's in it. Carol Kane is in he's it. He's going to be the engineer in mm-hmm. uh, 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 Strange New Worlds. Star- Strange New Worlds. Yep. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to finishing the the series. But uh, like like I said, just literally discovered it a few days ago. Out of the blue, so I was very happy they brought it back though, because uh, that that first season was quite enjoyable. Had a lot of little twists and turns that you you don't see coming, and uh, you know something like that that just catches your imagination. And it didn't get a. It was weird because a show you know starring Al Pacino did not get a huge uh, advertising push. I mean there was there was a little bit, but not like you would traditionally get for a sure. series like this especially on Amazon Prime Video. so. But yeah, definitely check out the... If nothing else, check out the first season if you haven't watched it. And uh, I'll, I'll report back when I finish season two here. All right, on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime Video. Yep. And uh, th- that reminds me, uh, for those that are nominating for Clockwork Torgo, remember, it has to be easily available on most major uh, streaming services. Absolutely. Your, your, your big ones, Netflix, Amazon Prime... I even have HBO Max. Mm. Uh, past that, past that. I also have uh, Paramount Plus. So if it's on there, I can do that. You have Disney? And a Disney. I do have Disney. All right. You got Shudder, right? Uh, no, not anymore. Hulu? Oh, shit. You have Hulu. I do have Hulu. I do, I do have Hulu. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Wow. Quibi? Fuck off. <laughs> Interestingly <laughs> enough, I just lost Peacock this week. Uh-huh. I went to go watch something on there, and it says, please choose a subscription model. I'm like... Fuck off. <laughs> yep, that's how I, I feel. I didn't it. know there. I mean, was there. It, well, because originally it was free as part of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I still have cable. I'm one of those weirdos that still has cable because mm-hmm. with all of the free streaming that they added in, it was actually costing me less than if I subscribed to all the streaming services I wanted with Cox Cable. Mm-hmm. But now that I've lost Peacock, I may have to reevaluate that Whoa. because uh, apparently. I had to go back through my emails. I guess I got an email from Cox saying that they were dropping the the free support with uh, yep. with Peacock. So apparently I don't have it anymore. Yep. Now, the only thing I really liked about Peacock was they would have the occasional first-run movie, like, say, uh, two weeks after it was in the theaters. They would have that on there, and that would be the only streaming service that would have that particular movie. In fact... Uh, uh, when Jurassic World uh, Dominion, the most recent one, was in the theaters, two weeks after it was in the theaters, it was on Peacock. And it was nowhere else unless you wanted to spend, I think it was nineteen ninety nine to stream it at home. So that was a nice kind of little positive. Or if I missed uh, a series on TV that uh, was on NBC, I could go back and watch that the following day. Like when the Quantum Leap series started, I missed the premiere. So I went back and, and was able to watch that on Peacock. Oh, that is the other one I forgot to mention. Uh, 
Night Court, the reboot, just oh, premiered did that this week. Uh, they did they did episode one and two on I believe it was Wednesday of last week. Um, do you watch it? I I, I, I liked it. Okay. Uh, apparently, uh, Jake Godbold was like a little not happy with it. What? Uh, yeah, right. I know. Surprise, surprise. Uh, he mentioned that he was kind of meh on it on the Shock Monkeys lair, but uh, I I enjoyed it, and it, it's one of the few that they are filming before a live studio audience. In fact, Darren, friend of the show. Uh, mentioned that last time he was uh, down in L.A., he went to uh, Warner Brothers Studios and was doing the tour of the lot, and they got to do a free audience uh, sit-in for taping of an episode of Night Court. So he actually got to see that in person. Nice. And he said it was it was a good time. He said uh, uh, there were a lot of little things that really reminded him of the uh, the original the original series. So, so yeah, that was the other thing. Kirsten, what'd you do? Uh, well, I trouble shot. Can you say trouble shot? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Troubleshooted yeah. my uh, TV. You troubleshit. Yes, I troubleshit because I was having trouble not shitting. <laughs> if, 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 if there's one thing in my life that's working <laughs> that's right great. now. That's great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what was uh, wrong with your TV? Um, I have a Chromecast. And so I was linking up with my phone to watch YouTube, and I was, like, getting no audio. And it was really weird, because it, it, uh, on the phone it was working fine. So I, you know, did all I trouble, sh- you know, shoot the phone, and I'm pretty sure it's not through the phone. I'm like, it can't, is it the Chromecast? And uh, I, you know, disconnected the Chromecast, let it cool down a bit, put it back in. I'd get some volume, and I'm like, okay. Let me pause you right here for a second, Kirsten. Now, Andy was back home recently. Did <laughs> yes. he? Did he use the TV at all while he was there? Did he have a, a glass did of he, water near it? Did yeah. he touch the TV in any way? Yes. And I don't mean physically with just the television itself. No. Maybe even the remote control. Yeah, of he the touched TV. it with his mind. Well, there's your problem. Yeah. So it took some work because. I had to, I, I, I went through the process of everything. The Chromecast, at one point, I removed it from the HDMI and plugged in my Xbox and turned my Xbox on, and I had sound. But eventually, the Chromecast uh, volume just went. The audio was gone, and it wasn't coming back. And so I plugged in the 360, and it didn't have audio. So then I plugged the Chromecast into the... Uh, the uh, Blu-rays, HDMI, sound. And I'm like, okay. And then I lost sound on that. And eventually it turned out the first two HDMI ports in my TV, the audio is fried. Oh. So I've now... Damn it, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got it. I've got the Chromecast plugged into the, the third HDMI. But I had started researching Amazon Stick, you know, the Fire Stick and stuff like that and see... What should I do? Uh, new Chromecast or something like that. It looks like I don't have to do anything new just yet. Maybe at some point I may have to get an. Uh, some people have recommended an HDMI splitter. I didn't even know they had those. Yeah. But uh, and you know, plug things into that for a while. So, but I was I was very close, Jeff, to texting you. Hey, Jeff, uh, you got plans to buy your new TV anytime soon? Cause oh, yeah, I actually do, so you can have this one back. Yeah, I, I may need it. So, <laughs> Although, you interesting that you say that. Um, console television. 
a cathode ray oh, tube. One of the old style. Yeah. I actually have a 27 inch. Oh my God, you do? Yeah, yeah my uh, Sony Trinitron. Wow. It's interesting that you have that problem because uh, one of the HDMI ports on this TV doesn't work. Yeah. Or I should say, it works, but the same problem, no audio. Right. Uh, and it's unfortunately the only port that you can plug in a computer to because it's an HDMI slash DVI port uh. for your... Um, some for your computer. So when I use the TV as my monitor, I have to plug in the uh, the analog uh, out jack mm-hmm. into the uh, to the audio system so that I can have any sound while I'm right. using my computer. Yeah, that wasn't but, e- uh, that wasn't even working for mine because uh, uh, I, I used the the audio from the TV into yeah. my sound system well that's that's what i do too but it was just weird it just that's the only port that it does that. oh that's funny because i had nothing i had nothing when i would put it on so i had to I had to go through that crap um i'm actually developed the annoying habit of i'm just like randomly watching episodes of better call saul or breaking Wait, like, bad like randomly like yeah. not in order like yeah like I'll watch a D uh, a D and D short. I'll watch a a short on YouTube, uh, something with you know Mike, and I'm like, oh, uh, that that in, that episode looks interesting, and so I'll watch the episode. You know, just, or, just knuckle down, <laughs> watch so the shit from the beginning. And and, and Odin Kirk is just he he and he and uh, Jonathan Banks are. I mean, I know everybody in there is great, but I really just love watching those two. So I just I just been bopping around on that, yeah, so, randomly. Yeah, randomly. Um, let's see. Was there anything else? Uh, I'm almost ready to finish off Kirstenmas. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> what actually, in the hell does that mean? Um, well, I haven't been able. You may have noticed, uh, Barry. I haven't been able to do gifts of any kind for years. And so this year, I was finally able to do some Christmas gifts. But then I got sick, and so things got derailed for collecting shit for our Friends Miss night. And so I've been parceling <laughs> out I couldn't even be at. bits and pieces over time. Kirsten misses a whole yeah. season. So I've got, I've got one more thing to arrive in the mail, and I'll be able to do my last round for Kirsten Miss. So that's cool. The one other thing I want to say is congratulations to Knights of the Dinner Table. Oh, what happened? Episode. Uh, episode. You know, like that? Issue 300 Ooh. is out. So they nice. have officially tied Cerebus for wow. longest run of a series with uh, the same creative team. And did they go batshit two-thirds of the way through? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? Starting those page pages long uh, uh, prose diatribes yeah. on whatever. I don't think thinking. I don't think we have to worry too much about that. Yeah, no. But um yeah, it uh, it's pretty it's it's re- I haven't even read it yet cuz I just went to Ralph's today. Can we can we really congratulate them? It's because it's the same four panels over and over no, again. No, they've they've changed, dude. They've changed. They've. Ch- I mean, it still has the uh, the artwork that it has. Cause, it's the same cause the art because fa- the fans have you know decreed. Don't get better art. What yeah. are you doing? But no, they've changed stuff. They they do different storylines. They they uh, leave the gaming table. It's uh, 
one of the things that's impressed me is how they've managed to to I think keep things fresh. Even when they do their annual stuff, like going to Gary Con, the big gaming convention, which isn't actually annual. It's like, right. but uh, when they would do that, they come up with new stories and new weirdness that goes on it's i think it's uh, actually been impressive so i really enjoy it yeah i know yeah yeah fine mr mr same mr. art yeah. i love this i think it's hilarious but mm-hmm. same art oh well well they do do that because he he does apparently he does a lot of bits and pieces that it gets taped together and you know then they photocopy that for the panel and then they add the the uh word balloons with all the typos in them and stuff <laughs> So I don't think the typos are deliberate, but anyway, um, <laughs> real professional. But, yeah. but it, it's uh, just congratulations. I was hoping they make yeah. it. I still remember when they hit about two sixty, you know, and I was just like, "Holy shit, are they going to actually do this?" Good. Yeah, and, that and, is impressive, though. And and because yeah. yeah, I remember when you brought uh, was it the first collection onto the old Ugly yeah. Couch show and reviewed that. Yeah, yeah. So it's impressive that, that they stayed back. true to what they were doing in the beginning. Yeah, I'm sure it's evolved, but. It still speaks mm-hmm. to the same people, unlike Cerebrus, who started speaking to people like us, and then now is oh, it's just oh, old women speak, in the kitchen. You're speaking to Alex Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, it, that that transition was weird, but um, yeah. So that that has actually been very very cool, um, and I'm very very happy for them. I think that's basically it. I've gotten a few books, but I haven't read them yet, so okay. we'll see. You know, when time comes, yeah, well, we'll get there when you get there. Yes. In the meantime, we got a little bit of mail. Mail, mail, we've got mail. That's mail, all you get for free. Mail, not female. Mail. That's great, dude. <laughs> Keep that up. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Jake, this, this, uh, this is from Jake. Oh, boy. Uh, calling out from your request, because we what? did the uh, Red Light, Green Light a while back. That's uh, the uh, almost superpowers the, uh, that Pat Spurl sent in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so uh, he writes, hey, fuckers, apparently I've been summoned by Commander K to give you all almost superpowers. Oh, oh no. <laughs> well, here goes nothing. Mas- Master Torgo. By day, a humble bartender. At night, master of ceremonies at open mic, mic, uh, open mic night at uh, MFB, Millennium Phantom Bar. Uh, think gem, but not as outrageous. Not really a power, but sounds like a second that, that job. That sounds like a, just a second job. Sounds like Almost a second superhero job. Yeah. Wait a minute. What was Jim's superpower? That she was truly She outrageous. was truly outrageous. Truly. 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 That's not a superpower. Well, neither is this. Oh, but I think it is Trebek. (laughs) (laughs) 80s Jeff. Well, according to the cast, he's got a good penis. Not a super penis, but a good one. (laughs) Not a super penis. He's got his own cape. Again, not a a superpower. Not an almost superpower, just what is, I guess. All right. (laughs) Commander K, a strange charm that only affects the women of Australia. (laughs) <laughs> oh jake <laughs> and of course you live here yeah, yeah. well yeah, that's how it works uh barry the, he, he the ability to have deb walk around las vegas and saying proudly yep that's my husband and i love him <laughs> granted that's the only thing he can make her say <laughs> i'll take it <laughs> uh for deb 
every time she says, that's my husband and I love him, it builds a violent urge to retaliate against Barry. It starts with a slight punch, but if it builds too high, it shall be a full-blown, shin-shattering side tackle. However, it can only be done to Barry. That's, uh, that tracks. Yeah, that does track. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Red card. Maple Leaf Matt. He performs chest compressions, capable of breaking many ribs. <laughs> Sometimes they work, and most... Well, he tries. <laughs> uh, fact check. Able to speak Lovecraftian chants. Actually, it's just normal English, but the stroke wallet makes it Lovecraftian. There you yeah. go. Yeah, without even trying. Very good. And, yeah. oh, what the heck. Paul Mattingly, capable of derailing any train just by going on a rant. And mm. when their powers combine, they form Captain Geek Shock. Yes, Captain Geek Shock, defender of the misfits and sworn enemy of the man babies. His powers... Uh, basically does the Geek Shock podcast. Well, there you go. All right. From Jake. Thank you, Jake. For, and Torgo uh, forms the ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the left nut. And, of course, Jeff is the penis. Well, yeah. Uh, given. Actually, the whole thing is just a big old cock and balls. It's not a, not a pretty yeah. sight when it comes down to it. <laughs> Captain Geek Shock's just a big old cock and balls. <laughs> Deb's glad she's not here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deb would be like, and I'm not anywhere I'm near I'm going it. to lunch. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of here. You do whatever you want. <laughs> hey, this is a perfect intro to news you don't give a shit about. Woohoo! Yeah! No. Blah. <laughs> uh, O2 Jam uh, was a rhythm game franchise from the 2000s. Uh, died. It was largely forgotten except by a dedicated group of loyal fans. Those fans were very excited to experience O2 Jam's rebirth. Rebirth. Rebooth. 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 It's a reboot and a rebirth. It is. Come Everybody on. drink. Everyone. Rebooth. Yeah, I, I coined that. You're welcome. <laughs> O2 Jam's rebirth in O2 Jam Online, which was released on Steam just last week, only to become the lowest rated game on the platform, <laughs> mostly due to its monetization. Uh, of course. Monetization? How does that screw anything up? Uh, O2 Jam Online is technically free to play in that you can freely download the game client, but you can't play the game unless you also pay to unlock songs. What? And those songs only unlock for either seven days or a month. There is no way to permanently unlock songs. In fact, there's no oh. way to permanently unlock anything. As even cosmetic notes, colors purchased only only remain available for seven days or a month. Oh, fuck all the way. Talk wow. about nothing but cock and balls. <laughs> Review. Yeah. Overwhelmingly negative. 4%. It gets a 4% of a, of a 1,081 reviews. <laughs> 1,081? Uh, so, yeah, it's even cosmetic stuff. You have to buy them after seven days. So the whole thing seems designed to push players to pay for a subscription of $13 to gain access to most of O2 Jam's content. But that becomes a worse problem. The subscription is a daily charge. What? $13 a day? $13 a day subscription what to this game. What the fuck? <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, O2 Jam Online currently has 4% positive that... Barry just saw it. Or three now. Uh, <laughs> making it the lowest oh, four. No, four. Lowest scoring game on the platform. Wow. 
Wow. That's... And I thought Activision Blizzard and their fuckery <laughs> with with online subscription bullshit is that is truly wow. truly truly outrageous. You know, the wow. 13 the 13 is extreme because I would actually I would actually pose it or is it posit? Uh, yeah. uh, but uh, that a daily subscription for a lot of games is actually a good idea because how many times do you play a game every day of the month or something? $13 is crazy, but if I like throw down $10 for you know three or four days of playing and then I'm not going to play again for a month or two, I could almost, I could almost go there. So if you wanted to play it five days... I don't know. I don't know. It's a fifty dollar game. Well, then maybe it's five dollars a day. I don't know. I'm just saying, dude. I was paying fifteen dollars a month for World of Warcraft, playing the shit out of it twenty years ago. It was twenty. Holy shit! Yeah, but you know, next year you'll be paying thirty dollars a month for D and D. You think so? (laughs) (laughs) Try again. Weekend geek. Good. Yeah. Tron Legacy was released over ten years ago. And there's been rumblings about a third feature film in the franchise ever since. (laughs) (laughs) What the? (laughs) (laughs) Easy, Andy. (laughs) Wow. That was wind up and smack (laughs) that thing? (laughs) That was my thumbnail. (laughs) Hitting the microphone stand. (laughs) Wow. Uh, original legacy director uh, Joseph Koniski, who did Top Gun Maverick, uh, tried, uh, but the project fell apart. Then a p- potential streaming service from a writer, a series from John Ridley, he died. Uh, then Lion director Garth Davis stepped up for a film alongside star Jared Leto, only for development of that to fail. Maybe this time it will be different. Disney is moving forward on a third film in the Tron franchise with... Leto, still attached to Star in the project, he's been trying to get off the ground since 2017. Uh, joining him to make Tron Ares, that's the name, is director Yaham, uh, uh, Yahim Rodick, a Disney veteran whose credits include Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, and Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Uh, the film will serve as a follow-up to Tron Legacy, with Leto playing a new character within the world of the franchise. It's about all we know about the new film it also remains to be seen just how quickly this project will move forward if it finishes at all so it's a new character in the franchise we can't have uh flynn because he's like gone right yeah yeah well uh, yeah i know it's yeah fabulous yeah well there was the the kid his kid sam was it yep yeah and then there was uh cora cora yep she was neat you can't have any of those you don't want to make new characters and use them again. That's just silly. <laughs> I yeah. know. What I was disappointed for was uh, Tron Legacy. Dillinger. <laughs> Dillinger's kid was in it, I, and I think and that, that was what that, that, that was Cillian Murphy. Well, that yeah, it was Cillian Murphy, and they were having that Killian. to set up Killian for the Murphy. next one. Right. That, that was the that was the pre salvo for the film that never was. Yeah. The film that never was. And on the DVD, there's even like a little featurette. With someone talking to the master control program, mm. yeah. If you remember that, mm-hmm. um, it's it's not worth going to dig it out and look at it. Well, frankly, neither is Tron Legacy. Oh, <laughs> I know. I, I had such high hopes. Burns. Just disappointed. <laughs> End of line. <laughs> I, I I think literally. I, I, I rewatched both those films about a year ago, like back to back, just to just to compare and contrast. 
And the second film just doesn't feel like Tron much at all. Yeah. Not, not when you're compared to that first film. It, it was obviously a reboot. It is their idea of Tron now. Sure, I get that. But it just didn't feel like one. Mm. No, and there was too much weird shit. Like the whole the bar. Yeah. There's too many things that you can't quite explain. And they just did a lot of hand waving. Like, oh, that's how it works, the computer. No, dude. No. I, I, I was disappointed after like the first act. The kid, I mean, the acting was fine. It, was not, it wasn't a problem. Um, the CG for, for Flynn, uh, not Flynn, Clue. Yes. It was rough. I, I thought that whole idea of having Clue as the bad guy was a really neat one. Yeah. I just didn't think it was executed very well. And, of course, yes, the, the hard part was the uncanny valley that the technology just wasn't quite there for the, the visual of it. Yeah. To, for Jeff Bridges to look like that. Zeus was stupid. And, of course, Goodness. Just, and of course just having uh, the uh, Flynn as the big Lebowski didn't quite work either. Yeah, no. So, but you know what? I still like Tron. So I'm curious as to how this will go. I mean, Leto, I know a lot of people hate him. Oh, my God. I was, I was actually just laughing, reading all the outrage. It was like Batfleck all over again, except man, oh, man, lots of people hate Leto. They, they really do. They really do. I don't, I don't have that kind of passion. I think, I, I think he's an actor that goes way overboard in the... Yeah, production process. It, Heavy it is, quotes uh, method. Yes, uh, yeah. I, I don't agree with that style, but I realize mm-hmm. some actors need that. Uh, that's fine. I, I think he turns out decent work on film, so, yeah, so I, I have no issue with his yeah. performances. So I'm fine with him in Tron. So I'm gonna it, give it a day in court. Yeah. It's Tron, and especially yeah. if it's an, uh, seems like a passion project. If he's still attached to this this far in, it's something he really obviously wants to do. Because if he didn't, he would have jumped ship on this ages ago. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, I'll give it a day in court, like you said. I'm, it's, uh, it's Tron. I want to see some Tron. See some more Tron. Let him uh, uh, pull that all back. Dude had a cult on an island. I, I can admire that. <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> of course you can. Wait, Leto? Leto had a cult on an island? It's a whole thing. Google it. Oh, <gasps> Damn. Yeah, he's not going to do the work for you. Okay. <laughs> All right, is this something where, like, years from now, we're going to hear that he... Uh, no. Oh, no. oh, okay. <laughs> wow. He stopped me before I could get very far. <laughs> the official grand opening of Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios is a month away. Uh, once you're inside the park, you can partake in two ways, uh, analog or digitally immersive using the power-up band. Uh, with analog, park will be the classic theme park experience. Characters, photo ops, food, and Mario Kart Bowser Challenge ride, you get what you expect. Uh, but if you buy one of the power-up bands, a whole other digital experience will be accessible when you sync your band to the Universal Studios app. Uh, park goers can choose from six different band options, Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach, Yoshi, Toad, and Princess Daisy, and your choice of band slash character will automa- automatically make you part of that team when you visit the land. 
how you help yourself and your team throughout your visit is by using the band to collect digital coins via the interactive spaces and challenges sprinkled throughout the world. Um, that's the Super Nintendo world, not the whole world. Uh, by scanning your band on question boxes over embedded M logos and signing onto challenge stations, your coin total will increase. Uh, the app or checkpoint station inside the land will give you real-time updates on how your personal score is growing and how your overall team score is doing throughout the day. Uh, bands can sync to Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge to track digital coins collected during the ride to see how you stacked up to friends and family that also connected with their bands. There's also an incentive to keep playing as the band will automatically unlock additional gameplay activities and experiences like collecting digital coins and stamps when completing milestones within the land. Uh, you can have enhanced experiences if you take your photo with the characters while wearing it and your band points and experience accrue every time you visit. Uh, there's no starting from zero unless you do a hard reset. So just like any other video game, getting better and raising up the ranks is part of the new uh, Super Nintendo World experience. Can you jump into exposed pipes? Uh, I hope so, because I would pay to watch that. <laughs> can it, can yeah, you, you jump you can, on... You can do that in Vegas. Can you jump on <laughs> other people? You can. I don't know if you get rewarded for it. If you You'll get rewarded. By the power-up thing, can you shoot fireballs? You might get trespassed for doing that. <laughs> well, no, then that's no the spirit of the game. Damn. Uh, it only makes sense that they gamify this whole Super Mario world. Is any part of this park a platformer? Uh, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'd be surprised there isn't some kind of rope bridge thing on there. The only, the only thing I've seen so far that uh, that they've done any actual footage of is the, uh, the, the Mario Kart ride. It's, it's a dark ride style with augmented reality glasses that you wear. Uh, whereas I guess the one in Japan, it's an actual roller coaster with augmented reality. I, Jesus uh, H. But um, yeah, um, they're in soft opens right now, yeah. but they're only uh, allowing like certain amount of people in per day. And it's not every single day they allow people in. Yeah, it's, so. it's mostly to uh, annual pass holders. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, um, I plan on going sometime this year just to check it out because I haven't been to Universal. Yeah, I haven't been to Universal in a while. So. Yeah, I've seen the the footage of the Japanese one, and mm -hmm. it's it's a small land, but uh, yeah, seems packed enough with things to do. But you know, only so much you can do with that space. Right. Uh, I can't say I'm impressed by the Mario Kart ride overall, but um, uh, is with these bands is just because it's like. I, I could just see this devolving into you bought a hot dog, you get ten coins. It's yeah. It, it, yeah. it feels very much like they're trying to emulate the Magic Band at Disney as much. Yeah, as the possible. Magic Band now they do like the, the Magic Band Plus. They do the special yeah. things. Plus, uh, at Galaxy's Edge, yes, they had the app on the phone. I don't know if they mm -hmm. still do, but now they, they do got an yep. enhanced one with a bounty hunter thing. Yeah. Um. So it in Disneyland Galaxy's Edge. With their new Magic Band 2.0, there is a bounty hunter game that goes to the Disneyland app so you can play the game. There's games you can already play without the Magic Band yeah. in the Disneyland app in while you're in Galaxy's Edge. But the bounty hunter game you can only play if you have the app and the Magic Band 2.0. Because uh, the Magic Band gives you kind of a pseudo compass where like, it starts to... It starts to kind of point you in the direction that you want to go to find your quote unquote bounty. And um, it'll like start blinking red if you're too far away. And it, it does all kinds of interactive stuff. Uh, they're planning on apparently doing more things with 
the Magic Band 2.0 over the years, but that's just right now the only thing you can do with that. Um, but I know Universal, when they were announcing uh, the Super Mario Land, then they talked about, you know, get this and you can, you know, punch the bricks and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, so this is their version of Magic Band. What else can it do? And apparently it's only in that yeah. particular part of the park. It's yeah. not for the rest of Universal Park, which I thought was very underwhelming. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's just that's the functionality on it. I'm like, there's there's potential there. There certainly is, but it all comes down to because it's very vague with uh, v- various challenges. What are the challenges? What what challenges are you jump talking over about? open pits? It actually <laughs> reminds me more of um, if you go to California Adventure and you do uh, in Adventures Campus the uh, the Web Slingers ride. Okay, there are web slinger attachments you can buy in the gift shop that are supposed to quote unquote enhance your game while you're playing it. So you don't need them to go on the ride but if you want experience. the best points. But if you want the added functionality, you have to buy these these web shooters. So what, in wait, the, what functionality is it adding? I don't have a clue. I don't know. I, I have not bought one. Um, like, I remember more, watching... you get more animatronics? Is that, I, I think you only you get, get half the animatronics otherwise? I think you get like enhanced aiming or something like that, so you can basically score more points. I, I don't know the exact. I'll have to actually look Which into that. Which probably makes, it makes a lot of sense, because if you've ever done... Uh, the the Toy Story Mania yeah. or the Buzz Lightyear the laser thing, mm-hmm. uh, you got to look all that up online before you go, so you know exactly what you should be aiming at. Right, um, and you can score crazy amounts of points that you normally could not. I know this because Deb's brother in law looks that stuff up, and he scores crazy amounts of points. Um, whereas I'm just like, oh, okay, I did okay. But no, yeah, there's yeah, a, yeah those two uh, rides are, if nothing else, disappointing. Yeah, but fun. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the idea behind the whole interactive thing. It's been around for a while, right? Uh, it's like the, the light gun shooting galleries in the, uh, the theme parks going way back. Right. You, you hit the target and the animatronic goes off. Uh, that, that's kind of the reward that I kind of want when I'm doing these things. I, I don't care about an arbitrary number that I see at the end of, of the rides. So what? Uh, but if, yeah, but if but you if make I'm, it a competition, but if I'm, but if I'm making, if I, and that's fine if they add it to it, but if my shots aren't doing anything to affect what I'm seeing around me, for right. example, there's a Scooby-Doo version of it out there that when you hit the targets, it has that old school. It does something. The something reacts to it. Something opens up. An animatronic goes off. A plate flies up. Whatever. Uh, but if it's just these are tr- targets moving around and. Or even worse, the uh, toy the Toy Story one, where you're going to play your home video game system, but sitting down in this car, uh, then I'm so what. You know the the one I actually liked a lot, and uh, Barry, you can chime in on this too, because uh, you and Deb and I we did the uh, the Men in Black ride at Universal Orlando many years ago, oh, and that yeah. that is. Um, it's a dark ride style where you got uh, was it five people in the car or Something was it like four? That. I think it was four. Um, and then you have your little light gun, and you're supposed to zap things. But it's just like you said; it's you're triggering animatronic stuff. There's static displays that you shoot that make other things happen while you're going. It's not just shooting at a, a video board um, with you know rear projection on it. It's sure. like actual moving things in it. And uh, I thought it would. I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, one of the better experiences while we were there because it was so interactive and. 
you know, it was fun just shooting these various creatures or shooting at, at, a, yeah. at a, a nondescript can that makes an alien pop up in a window or something. Now, it's if they very old that, school, if they'd have like a ride that was like a fun ride mm-hmm. mixed yeah. with that sort of thing, that'd be great because then right. I can enjoy a fun ride and show the person next to me that I score better than you. Ha ha. So make it competitive. Well, the Barry did win in our, our particular pod. I don't because even remember. He, well, there's a, there's Jeff a red does. button that you you're not. Jeff. There's a red button that they say you're, quote, not supposed to push, push rather, and uh, Barry pushed the red button and got, like, a super high bonus. You don't put a red button in front of me and say, whatever you do, don't push that. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Push the button. That's exactly what he said when we got off the ride. I'm like, how the fuck did you get so many points? Because he was literally, like, 100,000 higher than the rest of us. And we were all fairly in the same range. Push the buttons. And he said, "He goes." I said, "What did you do?" He goes, "I pushed the red button." I said, "Oh." He goes, "Yeah. If there's a there's a red button, and you say don't push in front of me, I'm gonna of course push the button." And I'm like, "That makes sense." The best example of this ride, believe it or not, was at Prima Donna Resorts at wow. the at the uh, the border of Nevada and California. Uh, prim, as it's oh, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. beautifully called. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ride has not been functional for years <laughs> at all. I remember I, seeing I, video of it, and that's about it. I think the last time I saw this ride functional was 1999. Sounds about right. But it's, a, it's probably the oldest version of it. And all they did was use that old school carnival technology of you hit the target and the animatronic goes off. It's just that the guns that fired the... Sensor was part of the log flume that went. Yeah, the that's right. System. It was a, a, a water ride. I yeah, so about it, that. yeah, it was a it was a log ride, and but a really long one with all these scenes of targets and animatronics. It, it worked. It was fine. I, I really enjoyed it, and I haven't seen one that good since, unfortunately. Which is a weird thing to give the reward to Prim for. Yeah. It is odd. They, they don't even run the roller coaster anymore, for God's sakes. Now, I'll tell you the best one is at Universal Studios in Orlando, the uh, Islands of Adventure. Um, now, there's like a log flume ride there. I'm not saying go on the log flume ride. I'm saying go to the observing post near the log oh. flume ride. Oh, yeah. Where you put like the, like a few yes, quarters the... in, and you get to shoot people with water. Yes, now, that's, through. that's some proper interactive that's bullshit. That's great. Yeah, that was in the... Um, uh, the Popeye area. Yeah, that shitty old <laughs> area where where it's like Hagger the Horrible and Blondie yep. and all those old cartoons that no one watches anymore. Yeah, it was it it, it is Reads, it is rather. actually pretty fun because you had you had in addition to the water cannon, you had little buttons you could push that would set like uh, plumes of water that would just go off. And, sure. And it was funny watching the reactions of the people on the water. Right. Well, yes, because you're aiming at the moms that didn't want to go on in the first place. Yeah, well, you gotta yeah. get that water right in their mouth. But wasn't it too? <laughs> different ones wasn't it the log ride and then there was also the no, just um, one just one what was i was the one just there the, dude okay well, i'm just, just one i remember there's a uh maybe it's not universal it's uh one of those the, the boat rides where it's the round boat and it's um that's not universal then but i know what you're talking about and there's and yeah, yeah there's I, like observation I, area where ab- I feel like after I, the people I feel go like through i know that i don't know where that is oh, it's, oh, drive, it's yeah. driving me crazy any chance you have to shoot people in the face with water strangers it's great yeah, because it's funny. That's why I'm not a firefighter. You don't always get wet on those the the round ones, the the boat ride thing, because they have one at California Adventure that seems like it's always down. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, this particular one, I remember you could you could splash people with the water can and and uh, you know. Now you so, got to pay to yeah. do it. Well, yeah, yeah, but it is worth every penny. Yeah, especially for the people that are like, ha ha, I didn't get wet, and you're just like, oh, really? Oh, you just <laughs> wait. <laughs> Barry's here. Yeah. All right, here's an update on the tabletop nerd war. Um, what? Huh? Was there a war? OGL. Yeah. Oh, go with this. Yes. Uh, following last week's disastrous response to the community outrage regarding the leaked open gaming license 1.1 document, executive outraged. producer D&D Kyle Brink released a new statement talking about the team's goal for a new OGL document. Statement takes ownership of a lot of the mistakes that Wizards of the Coast made during this fiasco. Uh, Brink outlines that the new OGL 1.2 will be more community-driven and handled in a similar way as playtest materials for Unearthed Arcana and 1D&D, where they would share the draft, take comments for at least two weeks, then get back with the people and what they heard from the community. Uh, Brink's also promised the following items in the new OGL. Your video content, whether you're a commentator, streamer, podcaster, live ca- live play, cast member, or other video creator on platforms like YouTube, Twitch, and TikTok, uh, you've always been covered by Wizards fan content policy, OGL, and doesn't and won't touch any of this. Uh, also, your accessories for your own content. Uh, no changes to the OGL will affect your ability to sell minis, novels, apparel, dice, and other items related to your creations, characters, and worlds. Uh, non-published works. For instance, contracted services. You use the OGL if you want to publish your works that reference 5th edition content. That means that commissioned work, paid DM services, consulting aren't affected by the OGL. Uh, Video tabletop content. Any updates to the OGL will still allow any creator to publish content on VTTs and will allow VTT publishers to use OGL content on their platform. Uh, Then there's DMs Guild content. The content release on DMs Guild is published under a community content agreement with Dungeon Master's Guild. That's not changing. Uh, your original OGL 1.0a content, nothing will impact anything you've published under it so far. Uh, your revenue, there will be no royalty or financial reporting requirements. And your ownership of your content, you will continue to own your content with no license back requirements. Uh, Brink made another post with the first draft of OGL 1.2. First... D&D will be using a Creative Commons license for the core mechanics of the game. This means that anyone can use the mechanics, and because they're going through the Creative Commons nonprofit, they don't hold the license and can't suddenly take them back. Now, that being said, it should also allow Wizards of the Coast to still accomplish their goal of stopping people who try to use the license to create, quote, offensive and hurtful content, unquote, depending on the terms set in the license. They just keep harping on that. They really do. They, I, they're I, not budging on that. I don't think anyone... I don't even think that was a problem. No, they're, that one is is their anger at the old TSR, you know, when they, oh. when they did that. And also, uh, I think there's an element that probably wants to suppress, uh, like, James Raggi's uh, Lamentations of the Flame Princess, which some of the progressive crowd have a problem with. And so, uh, so I think it's it's along those lines. Okay, and, I don't, and, and I don't have a problem. That's, that's one of the problems funny. I have with it. Simply that corporations can be subject to public outrage, and if somebody gets it up their ass to mm. cancel somebody, this is they can mount a publicity campaign and to pressure Hasbro, Watsy to pull the license of X person 
because they don't like that person. That's the that's the element of it that I I don't like. Because yeah, I mean you know well yeah you don't want neo Nazis or you know whatever going on. But yeah, I think that there's there's a an angle to it that could be could be abused. People mm-hmm. you know somebody could get James gunned and just totally fucked on their. Uh, their stuff. If some, if if a large enough group of loudmouths on the internet took it up their ass to get angry. Uh, second, it's designed to only affect published tabletop <laughs> RPGs content, including books, electronic publications, and virtual tabletops. That means your actual play podcast and video series or stream. They're all safe. Uh, if you're not making D and D supplements or VTT content to use with D and D, nothing to fear. Uh, third. They're still aiming to deauthorize OGL 1.0A. The team admits that this is a sore spot, but the idea is to close loopholes so that someone who makes offensive or harmful content, for example, can't just get out of trouble by claiming OGL 1. Uh, And fourth, OGL 1.2 will be completely irrevocable, except for the part that talks about how you must cite wizards in your work (laughs) and the part that talks how you... uh, and wizards can contact each other. Offensive and hurtful content will be under the complete discretion of Wizards of the Coast, and you can't fight them on that if they decide your content falls under that umbrella. Uh, One weird thing regarding the virtual tabletop, uh, quote, what isn't permitted are features that don't replicate your dining room table storytelling. Mm -hmm. If you replace your imagination with an animation of the magic missile streaking across the board to strike your target, or if your VTT integrates our content into an NFT, that's not a tabletop experience. That's more like a video game, unquote. Basically saying that VTTs aren't allowed to have you have animations it's it's silly it's basically if you get close to what we're planning on doing for rvtt we're going to shut you down yeah so that if you if players want to rain down an animation of fireballs i don't think wishes the coach should have a a say as to whether that's allowed on your virtual tabletop and i've seen some content that's just arbitrary i've seen some virtual tabletops that are being produced that have that Mm -hmm. i just saw one that did magic missile really well yeah I can understand them in that regard because that's very much D and D, unless like Pathfinder, you know. Let's say Roll Twenty develops the idea, the idea, the uh, the ability to have magic missile uh, animated mm-hmm. um, for Pathfinder, but just deauthorizes it for. For Dungeons and Dragons play, mm-hmm. does that count? Uh, that'll be, I think, what pa- Paizo is going to try to set up as their court case. Mm. The, I think that uh, that that's the direction that the Orc and uh, the Open D and D movement, Open RPG, I'm sorry, is uh, going to go in. Hmm. So it depends. Uh, it, I think a lot depends on it because they're, they're kind of. Cutting their own feet off here, if you think about it. Roll mm. twenty. I'm just using roll twenty because it's the biggest one. Yeah. And if they develop a thing to shoot magic missiles, okay, mm-hmm. to go pew pew and magic missile streak. It's there. It's there. It's Elaine has used it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. There's a, there's a magic missile animatic. I don't know, but th- that's cool. That that helps. Um, Pathfinder, the two is gonna not. Is, it's it's not gonna be on the OG. It's gonna be on their own thing. Right. 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 The- so. Roll twenty can develop for Pathfinder, then, right? Maybe. I mean, up to car Archon's projectiles, but yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Mystic, magic, schmischels, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, a mystic bolt. I don't, 
Yeah. I think that's on others. I, dude, I don't know. I, uh, I think that they're, I think that Hasbro is actually well on their way to forcing a legal precedent with this whole area of copyright. And it's funny because it Maybe might bite them. For it. it might bite them on the ass, and it's also it'll be precedent setting. It'll actually be very because right now things are kind of open. Well, they're putting a lot of money in the VTT, and so I can understand yes. their their need to protect it. You know, I sure. totally understand yeah. that. Well, and, and they don't want the market to decide. Well, you see, that's <laughs> that's, uh-uh. that's that's yeah, exactly. That's the problem. Is it, it's it's like. From what they've already shown us, they were they they were gonna be the best. It was gonna be the most amazing thing you saw. Yeah, because they literally they literally the rumor is they've already literally invested a hundred million or more into what they're planning on doing. So it's like if it's anything like what we saw, it's gonna be the best thing ever. And nobody's gonna be able to come close to that unless like Microsoft or you know never gonna happen. And they go. Uh, oh, we think we might do that, but you're right. I don't think it'll ever happen. So their place was pretty secure, but they are really working to just utterly carpet bomb any potential any potential rivals. So it's all about the VTTs then. It really is. I think there are two things. One is the VTTs. This is all about the digital initiative. Six uh, E is going to be all about playing it on the on the VTT Ugh. on the virtual tabletop and I don't like them the other thing is they want to make sure that another pathfinder doesn't happen that some uh, company doesn't become a multi-million earner cuz uh, Paizo does like 35 million a year so they don't want somebody to become a multi-million earner off of 5e stuff but everything I'm looking at now seems to indicate this is really about the uh, virtual tabletop. It, it amazingly, <clears throat> somebody brought up a uh, um, a live stream conversation with a bunch of creators that included Matt Colville several months ago, like last summer, and he actually predicted just about all of this. He said, "I'm very surprised. I would be very surprised if they didn't release a new OGL, and it it basically turns out that it's all about." protecting and instituting a virtual tabletop they're probably print is going to be totally sidelined it'll be there but really it's all about the the virtual tabletop experience and they're probably going to work to make sure no one else can do it and he was right right. (laughs) he's right this is exactly what this is all about so and i think the belief is that uh original ogl is what allows Roll20 at all to do their thing. Those are loopholes that allow them to do, there are loopholes that allow companies to do virtual tabletop stuff. Mm. And that is one of the driving forces behind destroying the original OGL. I really think that if they'd released this, the, the, the newest version of the OGL, in the way that they did with, with having Brink say it, you know, speak to us like human beings. Yes, and done it early. We wouldn't even be having this conversation. We it, it would have been a kerfuffle. It would have been a some some angry grumbling. But we wouldn't even be bringing this up on the show because it wouldn't have been an issue. They fucked it up royally. This is the worst PR disaster since 
Well, since Gary Gygax's kids or whatever. Yeah, no. Um, a lot of people have said, I mean, when you consider, remember the days of 4E and how pissed off people, a lot of people are saying, this is the worst thing since the satanic panic. Yeah. Um, and, and the satanic panic is, is funny because it was, on the one hand, bad publicity, but on the other hand, they, good did, they, did, they did their best numbers yeah. during the satanic panic. It sold books. It's so weird. But... Um, but still, they had to do all sorts of stupid publicity things to jump around that, like so much of second edition. Four but, was four was weak, and the rules were all weird, and it lost people. But it wasn't malicious; it right. was just dumb. Well, you know, that's yeah. yeah. So it's it's definitely the worst thing in uh, D and D's uh, uh, as corporate D and D's history. Yeah. So I. I don't know. Um, D&D Shorts, he is, he's a YouTuber, mm -hmm. and he's done some bombastic stuff. Ignore his teeth. I, yeah. <laughs> is it also semi-fantastic? Uh, maybe. Okay. But um, he, uh, and he, I, I, I've been a little like, all right, dude, dial it back a bit. Because he's one that's, that's just like, Wizards of the Coast lied when they told us, you know, and he's just lies. lies Wizards like, of the Coast eats babies. Right. Yeah, he's like well, that. he talked about um, his information that he's been getting from five different Wizards of the Coast employees in stuff that's insider stuff that's been happening and conversations that he's had with these people. There's no knowledge of whether they're writers or executives yeah. or janitors. Yeah. So we don't know. He literally puts, uh, they're like three senior Watsi employee and then two Watsi employees. Uh, but he put out a video where he actually showed some of the text from his conversations because he wanted to be very careful legally and protect these people and not reveal them. He actually takes a very measured, very even... Uh, presentation so he doesn't get into the bombast and he actually presents some interesting information and basically confirms that this is really about the the virtual tabletop this is really all about getting okay. that rolling so I definitely recommend looking that up it's uh, D&D shorts and it's his most recent really he literally put it out today uh, <laughs> today being when we recorded yes. so but um, Take a look at that, and you'll see some of uh, what what we're talking about. So I, they did. Yeah. They got to give them credit. They threw some water on that fire. Finally, you know they they and did. The, yeah. Like the hubbub has kind of died down a little bit. But yeah, the damage well, also already, already done. Oh, well, the damage, damage is yeah. done, and also I think some of the hubbub is dying because people that lots of people are like, eh, fuck Watsy. And they're looking at looking what Paizo's uh, open RPG and the Orc, and everybody's talking Paizo's and looking at Discord. Them. Just yep. Well, yeah. Paizo, really big. I mean, Paizo. Uh, talk about the the old adage: never let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah, they fucking they've 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 uh, lassoed this horse and they got a saddle on it. Yep. So. Yeah, you know, we'll see uh, how things go. I'm I'm disappointed because I was I was looking forward to six E. I thought some of the stuff that was coming and that virtual tabletop, holy shitballs! It does look good. I'm gonna look at it. I'm gonna look at six E, but I don't trust the company, and I don't know if I'm ready to That's send the, the money. Yes, I'm gonna go see the movie. Yeah. Oh, just, boycotting the movie, stupid, dumb. Yeah, dumb. Go see the movie. What the fuck's the matter with you? We want. We want fantasy movies, asshats. 
go see the fucking movie. This movie tanks. Uh, there will be people who will be like, oh, yeah, well, Hasbro fucked up. But there are going to be a lot of people, eh, fantasy doesn't play unless it's like an established book series. It's like, don't fucking do that. Imagine if Marvel, during the time when they were releasing Iron Man, did some dumb shit like the way yeah. Wizards did, then we wouldn't get the Avengers. Come on. Just right, right. Go or Clone them. Saga. Imagine yeah. imagine Marvel Cinematic Universe and Clone Saga happens and everyone's, ah, boycott the movies because, oh, my God. It's like, stop, stop. And also, one of the things he also, uh, D&D Shorts specifically pointed out is, guys, remember, we're talking about the really higher-ups in WotC. So don't climb on the ass of the, the, of, lay people. Of the creators, the middle the middle people and the people who are doing the actual work right because uh they're actually he said if any if he one of the things he wanted his little revelation of the uh communications to reveal is that there's a there's a whole unit of of employees who hate this they're in watsi and they're hating this they're hating the direction they hate what it's doing with the community so they're on our side but they're also in the position of their jobs are at risk so you know, and everyone talked about like how Jeremy Crawford is a, is an awesome guy, and and all the, the the development people, the people who are working on the actual rules of Six E, are like they have nothing to do with this, mm -hmm. nothing. So make sure to don't don't get on the harassment wagon in that direction. But for God's sake, see the fucking movie. Yeah. At least do what I'm gonna do with the movie. Bring a pad and paper in, a pad of paper and a, and a pen, and and try and figure out what spells they're casting. Yeah, and whether or not no, they really no, should don't, exist. Don't do that. Don't, no. don't do that. Don't, it's just bugging me. Just go watch the movie. That's no. gonna be what? No. Albert. We, we need a druids. Don't can't transform into Albert. Well, unless they're on the circle of monstrosities, which allows them to shape shift into yeah, monstrosities. <laughs> yes, I got him. But. What was the spell he cast to protect against the fireball? I don't know. What was that? Is that Globe of Invulnerability? Oh, That's not a reaction. That, uh, Shield doesn't work I like that. Know. Well, we'll see. I mean, mm. this will be a mm. great... Can you do temporary channels and discords? Yeah. Because we need to do... Oh, no. We're like, going to tear that shit apart. Yeah. Like I want, a channel for I that. want You their... already have a D&D &D, D Discord channel. So. No, oh, no, no, no. That's no. just for that's just for the, the, the game. This is Who a, says the... it only has to be for the game? Oh, though? no. We need to have a dedicated <laughs> channel for... Just, just for, for the movie. movie? What the fuck oh, is God. going on in the movie? I want to know what? everyone's race class... <laughs> I want to know their their their, their yeah. what uh, subclasses they right. are. I want to know what level. I want to know what their full race, has. half race, all their feats. Do I they wanna... even use the word race? What their dexterity number is? Yes, I want oh, that. Todd, I want yes, that. Yes, guess the stats. I oh think my it... god! You put up each individual character, and then you have the strength dex. Fill out their full and... character sheet. Yes, based on what you've yes. seen in the movie. Yeah, they're gonna release that shit. You know they're going to release that. I would love them to, and I want to see how close I can get. That's right. We we should start a campaign. Don't release the stats until after the first week of the movie. It oh, probably there will. it is. It's kind of like a whole guess the jelly beans kind of jar, right? Ah, oh, yes. See, Todd, you're on board. Oh, I'm very on board. <laughs> I hear nothing but content for show. That's are we? I'm, are we going to? The, I decided we, to wait for the next. Oh, we're train. going to the theater. You guys are on board. You I'm and on, I, I wait for the next going train. to the oh. theater. <laughs> we're Get going to the theater, the. and we're going to have our pad and paper, and we're going to shut up during the movie. We're not going to stand up and yell, "Oh bullshit! He can't do yeah, that. Right, he needs right. a feat for that." No, we're not going to do that. There you even go. though I want to bet, we'll just turn and look at each other knowingly. Mm. 
And then mm. Barry like snaps his fingers and points at himself when he <laughs> does that in the movie theater. <laughs> yeah, this will be great. I, I actually plan on going to the movie theater to watch this one too. So yeah, no. but yeah, we well, have to go to dinner afterward so that we can talk about, yes. it. yell about it, yell we'll go, about we'll it. Go we got to go to the Crown. Oh, uh, the Crown. I was gonna okay. I was gonna suggest the uh, Tiki Place. Uh, that's only a s- spring and summer place. Really? Yeah. So March is in spring. I don't think they opened that earlier. Right? Whatever. We'll find a place we can yell and be heard. The tiki, the, I'd the rather go to the tiki, tiki place. Yeah, I'd rather go to the Tiki place. Yeah. Get a, get yeah. a nice, big, expensive steak. Yeah. Oh, we talked about that. And it, it, you know, we're, <laughs> it's all Geek Shock, so Geek Shock will cover the bill. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you were trying real hard on that one, Kirsten. <laughs> Figured I'd slide that in there. Yeah. Can we at least write it off our taxes on the committee? <laughs> Possibly. I mean, yeah. it would technically be considered doing research and entertainment. It's, uh, a, work, it's a work dinner. It's it's a work dinner. Yeah. We can maybe write off the movie ticket if we do a review. I don't know. I Why are we talking about? I this? can't write anything off. I do the standard deduction. <sighs> I what? I got twelve thousand dollars of write offs in my life. I don't live the high life like you. Barry's guys. worth at least twelve thousand dollars. We write them in, off in, every in, week in NFTs <laughs> in crypto. Uh huh. Buy your Barry crypto, folks. Bitcoin. A <laughs> <laughs> new sticker. Nope. Nope. We're already gonna have butt teeth. So we got butt teeth, and now we're gonna have butt coin. No, we're not gonna have butt coin. Uh, gold. We're not gonna have butt coin. Everybody, get on the Discord and hit the suggestions for uh, butt coin. No. A gold coin with a big splat asterisk, and that's the butt coin. Nope. So e- if you go buy a bunch of butt coins, is that a butt spree? And we have that's a callback for those that have been with us for a while. Yikes! Vlarg, I don't know if we would say in Vlarg we trust, in Vlarg we distrust. Butt coin, get your butt coin. I'm surprised you have any more news there. I would like to hear other news. Oh, I don't know. I want to hear more about Buttcoin. What's it's worth now? The the feature film adaptation of Borderlands is doing some additional reshoots, but they will not be directed by Eli Roth. Deadpool director Tim Miller is replacing Roth and will helm the reshoots. Roth reportedly couldn't fit in the time into his schedule because he's making the horror movie titled Thanksgiving based on his fake trailer in Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez's Grindhouse film. Uh, Borderlands stars Kate Blanchett as Lilith, Jamie Lee Curtis as Tannis, Kevin Hart as Roland, Jack Black as Claptrap, Ariana Greenblatt as Tiny Tina, Gina Gershon as Moxie, and Florian Mentuno as Krieg. Uh, Here's the synopsis. Lilith, an infamous outlaw with a mysterious past, reluctantly returns to her home planet of Pandora to find the missing daughter of the universe's most powerful son of a bitch, Atlas. Lilith forms an alliance with an unexpected team. Roland, the former elite mercenary, now desperate for redemption. Tiny Tina, a feral preteen demolitionist. Krieg, Tina's muscle-browned, rhetorically challenged protector. Tannis, the scientist with a generous grip on san- a tenuous grip on sanity. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big difference. Yikes. Hour forty-five. <laughs> He's so sane. <laughs> In the membrane. That man's sanity is just... He's uh, got enough to pass around. He's, he's very generous with his sanity. Know, I don't know about that. <laughs> and Claptrap, the persistently wise-ass robot. 
These unlikely heroes must battle alien monsters and dangerous bandits to find and protect the missing girl who may hold the key to unimaginable power. Oh, for fuck's sake. The fate of the universe could be in their hands, but they'll be fighting for something more. Is that, Each is that other. Th- that sounds like a standard oh. log line. I was going to say, is that the video game? <laughs> Are you looking for ultimate power girl in the video game? Nope. It's a generalized pitch meeting right there. Who's playing Roland? Uh, Roland is... Uh, well, I got to go back to this. Uh, that's Kevin Hart. Oh, God. <laughs> it's got two people you don't like in it. Uh, Poor Barry. Why are they going to break Your all life my is toys? So rough. Why are they going to ruin everything good? Uh, films written by Chernobyl writer Craig Mazin and uh, Borderlands released theater sometime this year. Uh, yeah, the, the video game is you're a treasure hunter. You go to a planet because there's a big planet. There's a big treasure somewhere on this planet, and everyone's going there to try to get it. So you got to get it first. That's the story of the original Borderlands. And there's a lot of guns. And like, yeah. all the guns. Yeah. They have guns that shoot guns. Yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy town. It's an it's a enjoyable looter shooter, uh, but it has a very, very fun tongue, tongue-in-cheek humor with a comic book style, uh, visual style. And uh, now, as time's gone on, they've increased, they've made changes to the world and kind of opened up the world into what it is. But yeah, there was nothing about uh, saving someone's daughter in any of this. <sighs> I just, I just hate you grab one of these Hollywood writers and you tell them, make something. If, if, what is it? Well, it's fa- not quite fantasy, science fantasy. Oh, okay, so chosen one. Mother. It's like they went to a shelf. It's like, describe the game to me. Yeah. Uh, let me pull this off the shelf, dust uh, it off. It's like, oh, it might fit this script we yeah, already had. Yeah, right. Well, actually, Jeff, you're, you're reaching way too high on the shelf. Oh, this, okay. this was on the bottom, bottom shelf. Bottom shelf? And uh, let's not forget the film overall is directed by Eli Roth, who's a spotty, spotty director at yeah. best. Yeah, yeah. So I, I will, I definitely want to see it, but boy, do I have reservations. I can't imagine. <laughs> uh, but the Alien franchise, the Alien franchise is in dormant with oh. Ridley Scott. He's currently ex- executive producing the next installment of the Xenomorph film mythology from director Fede Alvarez. Ah, but what about writer-director Noah Hawley's still-untitled FX series that's been in development since 2020? At the Television Critics Association Winter Press Day for FX, uh, John Langraff, the chairman of FX Content and FX Productions, gave an overall update. Uh, Langraff confirms that Hawley has written all the scripts for the Alien series, which have been read and reviewed by the studio. And as the production on Holly's Fargo winds down, the Alien series is now in active pre-production, Langraff said. Quote, he's meeting with a production designer now, and it starts production this year. Unquote. This will be the first live-action alien story to take place on Earth. Oh, here we go. Oh, boy. And it will be set before Ellen Ripley encounters the Xenomorphs in the film installments. Oh, God. A prequel? Per an interview Holly did with Esquire a year ago, the writer-director teased his approach, quote, I've made a certain business out of reinvention. Alien is a fascinating story because it's not just a monster movie. It's about how we're trapped between the primordial past and the artificial intelligence of our future, which are both trying to kill us. I describe that as Edison versus Westinghouse versus Tesla. Someone's going to monopolize electricity. We just don't know which one it is. 
Uh, Holly continued, quote, In the movies, we have this Weyland yutani Corporation, which is clearly also developing artificial intelligence. But what if there are other companies trying to look at immortality in a different way with cyborg enhancements or transhuman downloads? Which of these technologies is going to win? It's ultimately a classic science fiction question. Does humanity deserve to survive? As a Sigourney Weaver said in the second movie, I don't know which species is worse. At least they don't fuck over each other for a percentage. Uh, even if the show was 60% of the best horror action on the planet, and there's still 40% where we have to ask, what are we talking about beneath all of this? Thematically, it has to be interesting. It's humbling to get to play with the iconography of this world, unquote. So that's uh, what we know about the TV show hmm. uh, going far as far as a fo- show philosophy, I guess. TV show. Yeah. Before Ellen Ripley. They didn't have the aliens on Earth. They, they, it would have been a whole thing. I, I, I think so. And, and, and why? Why pre-Ellen Ripley? I mean, it's not like, I don't know. Are they going to have aliens? Are they going to have aliens with mouths in mouths? Or is it going to be just, like, no aliens? I I don't... Well, I mean, let's look at the movies as a whole. When they did Alien vs. Predator, the first one, that was set early on Earth. That was in a pyramid somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was like underground, yeah. Yeah. So that that technically took place on Earth. There was alien in that. I guess so. I don't know. Is that canon? Uh, yeah, I'll I don't well, know what's well, canon. Whether, I don't know whether it's canon now. Who knows? Yeah. Because they've been doing a lot of canon exercising in the yeah, movies really. these days, uh, uh, revoking canon. Yeah, uh, you got to establish your canon as irrevocable, folks. Um, <laughs> why don't they go? This forward? is canon one point two a. I will say this: they should go forward. What I, happens after Alien Resurrection? Uh, there's know? something for your module, Barry. You have to come up with a weapon that's called the irrevocable canon. Actually, I'd be kind of interested if it was just about like the whole AI business. Weyland Yutani and some other corporation and some kind of corporate war thing, you know. Um, They're androids. Yeah, they'd be kind of. Cyborg always the bad guys. Well, cyborgs. Case. They mentioned the magic word cyborg. Transhumanism. Yeah. So there's a, there's a multitude of things you can do right there. Um, they even. Had in the potentially non-canon, uh, what was it? Uh, Alien Four. The the um, uh, what's her name? Uh, I don't know what's her name. Winona Ryder. Uh, yes, her character. And I was part. They mentioned the whole android rebellion or civil war thing or something, some fucking thing, right? It just 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 yep. Just. Oh, to tie it in with uh, Blade Runner. I don't know if they tied it in with anything, but there was this. There was a whole aftermath of uh, you know people really hating androids because something had happened and she wasn't a part of that. Oh, that and, was in Dune. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, I mean, you could do all that. I, but uh, I mean, shit. Prometheus established a t- shit ton of stuff. That was the prequel. <sighs> I don't know. Whatever. Wait a minute. Didn't you say there were two? Well, yeah, there's also the movie that uh, Ridley Scott's actually executive producing. Where is that going to be set? I don't know. Nothing. Okay, nothing. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Hmm? Alex Proyas, the director of films such as The Crow, Dark City, iRobot, Knowing, and Gods of Egypt, is filming his first project in six years. The movie is a gothic horror revenge film titled Sister Darkness. 
The film is described as a, quote, macabre, female-driven fever dream of revenge and gothic terror with deep franchise potential, along the same vein as Proyas's hit The Crow. A whip-smart and stylish sister darkness is set in the 1930s UK at a time when women were marginalized and exploited. It follows the newlywed but unhappy Alice, who stumbles across her doppelganger Isla, who's Oh, is it Isla? I don't know. Isla. The existence as a mystery steeped in a battle of bloody retribution against her oppressors, the hellish supernatural nightscape, and a dread uprising against the deceitful aristocracy. Uh, Aristocracy? That's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Proyas's primary visions... Aristocrats! ...is a primary visions inspired by UK horror movies of the 60s and 70s with a deep reverence to legendary films such as The Innocents and The Legend of Hell House, unquote. Uh, This is Proyas's first film since 2016's movie uh, The Gods of Egypt. It's based on an original script that he wrote. The film will be shot in Australia... Uh, using a unique, fully virtual production process designed and refined by his VFX studio, Heretic Foundation. I don't remember The Gods of Egypt, but I sure remember Dark City. I love yeah, that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is there, I mean, Crow, I mean, I legendary saw The Crow. a little bit of Gods of Egypt. I couldn't, I, I just couldn't get into it. It was not good. Uh, it really? did, not it didn't good. get good reviews overall. No. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but I do like this whole... Uh, UK hammer horror pastiche idea. I get behind that. We'll see what uh, Isla does with the Aris. Aris. I can't even say it. I can't even say it the way he said it. Say it wrong. Yeah. Aristocracy. Yeah. That's what I I said. I said aristocracy. No, you didn't. Aristocracy. (laughs) Aristocracy. I think it's aristocracy. Aristocrats. I love that. And the name is the aristocracy. Well, maybe you want something a little more modern. Horror movie producer and director Sean S. Cunningham is remaking two of his classic horror films, Friday the 13th, which he directed, and House. Fucking House? When it comes to Friday the 13th franchise, there's been some legal issues regarding the rights for a few years. Uh, But there's also a prequel series in development called Crystal Lake, which is being developed with original screenwriter Victor Miller and Brian Fuller. Uh, as for the reboot of House, uh, Locker says it will be a reimagining of the 1985 movie, and he offers some plot details saying that it will bring back some familiar monsters, and apparently it's going to be an accompanying video game concept with it. Uh, House. I love House. House is one of my favorite horror films of the 80s. It's a really weird and hard tone to match. Yeah, I, don't, I yeah. Can barely remember it, but House has almost a cartoony horrorness to it. Yeah. Uh, still has some solid, frightening moments. Oh, yeah. But has some cartoony ones, and it's a really strange tightrope walk. Uh, so much so that every house they made afterwards was an absolute abject failure. Mm. Uh, they made four house. Well, technically they made three. They just made a movie and then called it House 3 and it really wasn't. Was Kid and Play's House Party part uh, well, of that? Well, yeah, it didn't work. I told you. It was a tightrope yeah. walk. Yeah. Uh, that William Cat? William Cat okay. starred in it. I'm remembering. Uh, okay, uh, Jesus. He had inherited a, the, a house. Uh, his, uh, his uh, I think, grandmother died in. His son disappeared in that house. He's a writer, so he's kind of using that as a retreat. 
and he soon learns because that's a choice right? yeah. yeah that's a very course, very stephen king right there he's not alone in the house and uh, he goes on a quest to find his missing son in the house and that's well uh, that's but it's all over the place and what's it's just so much fun that movie it's the the characters take everything so seriously but not so Serious things happen. The, the all the monsters have a goofiness to them, but yeah. in a scary way. They're still scary, but they they kind of remind me of the uh, the monsters in the third or is it the fourth section of the Twilight Zone movie? The the kid that uh, invents mm. Mm. That, that has con- physical mental control over the world and anything oh, yeah. he wants he can yeah. create from his mind. Th- those monsters are cartoony but very disturbing. And the house monsters are along those same kind of lines. So the fact that he's bringing back some of those, as he said, uh, bringing back some familiar monsters, I'm kind of on board with that idea. But uh, but house hasn't worked since that first one. Yeah, the first one was the only one that I vividly remember. I, all the others are pretty forgettable. Yeah, four was awful. And William Cat starred in four. Really? Oof, yeah. Ow. They brought back William Cat for that one. Of course, they killed him off in the first quarter, but uh, that, that was a... They, they they absolutely nuded him. I hate when they do that in movies. It's like you bring back the star and he's in there for, for the first five minutes of the yeah. film, and well, then it's un- like done. Unless that's his way of getting out. I mean, that wasn't that mm-hmm. Channing Tatum's thing in D- GI Joe. Uh, um, yeah, I think so. That that was his uh, yeah his sure, con- I mean, getting a uh, kill his me contract. Yep. Yeah, like well, like it wasn't any of the other ones, and William Cat was working so much at the time. Well, yeah. So I'm sure he was glad to have the paycheck. It seems like. Wow. Because that was a bad movie. Mm. Well, House... But Original House, 100% aboard. If you haven't seen House, find it. It's great. Yeah, it's, uh, it's available on Amazon Prime Video. Oh, great. Currently. And uh, don't suggest it for Clockwork Torgo, because obviously he's seen it. Exactly. Now, yeah, you can't put that one on there. Do be careful when you, you do a search for it, because there is a, 70, a 1977 Japanese film of the same title that is also a horror movie, but you're looking for the 1985 with William Cat. Yes. The greatest American hero himself. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Just just look up House Cat. <laughs> yeah. That, that, you'll With find a K. It, you'll find it so quickly. Oh, speaking of horror movies, I meant to ask you, uh, have you seen the trailer for the new Evil Dead? You know what? I still haven't. How? How the... Okay, there's your first clockwork, Torgo. You of all people. Trailers? It's a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> trailers are not... First of all, I want to put it out there for the rules. Trailers are not uh, allowed for talk, <laughs> Clockwork Torgo. They're actual movies. <laughs> How have you not seen the trailer for the new Evil Dead? You of all people. Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. I, I, it's it's one of those things like with the Marvel thing. I haven't watched Ash versus the Evil Dead, so I don't feel like I can even go forward, forward until I've seen that. Wait a, wait a uh, minute. Wait a minute. I tried to get him to start watching it with me when I was still we were still living in the same condo. We're talking about Army of Darkness. Here. No, Ash no, no. versus Evil Dead, which was the Stars series. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that either. Yeah, it's really good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now here, I've things. seen it. Yep. Okay. But yeah, I tried to get him to start watching it. Oh, I'll, I'll get to it eventually. I thought for a second he hadn't seen Army of Darkness. No, 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 no. He's seen that. No, yeah, I've okay. seen. I, you never know with this guy. That's a good point. I've seen the original Evil Dead trilogy, so that's yeah. I love love Part Two. Part Two is one of my favorites of all time. Well, I'll tell you, it, the the, uh, the new Evil Dead film, it, it doesn't seem funny at all. It seems fucking scary. No, so it's probably like Part One or the re- no, no, or, like or really the, scary or the remake that they did of a while ago. You mean Part Two? No. 
I'm talking the remake of the original Evil Dead that they yeah. did like 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Not even that. I think it was like eight yeah, years, it was seven like or eight years Seven ago. or eight years yeah. ago, yeah. I don't know. Two reminded me of one a lot. Well, two was a remake yeah. of one. Yeah. See, there you go. That's what I thought. The remake of one. Two. <laughs> What's your remake of one? Write to us. Comments at GeekShockPodcast.com. And I want to thank our tier four... Aristocracy. Tier four. Kofi members King Ball, Deb T, David Farrar, J.R. Kunkel, and our tier five members Jeff Harris, Aussie Matt, Mad Martron, Glumley, Atomic Gumby, and of course King Vault for your one off this week. Thank you so much. And a special thank you to our theme song creator, Sam Heffernan. The song's The Burning Light. Find it at SWH Music on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Twitch. And our Red Light, Green Light theme writer is Justin Nozick, a.k.a. Froyog Softserve. His music's at theplaguephysicians.bandcamp.com. And, of course, you, beautiful listener, for, for enduring my, beautiful. My, my mouth jumbles. I appreciate you very, very <laughs> for much. For enduring your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mm. mouth jumbles, that... I, one you, many, one you, gotta, it, it depends on that. who she is. I might actually get no, into that. No. <laughs> oh, uh, before I forget, so uh, this got brought up by uh, one of the one of the listeners, and I wanted to address it real quick for anybody oh. that might be uh, wondering. So, the videos that Darren and I used to do, uh, putting the Enterprise D together, that was oh, the original yes. Eagle Moss set. Uh, the reason we stopped is because Eagle Moss went bankrupt. And they stopped putting out the parts, and Darren didn't have all the parts. The reason I bring this up is because a new company, Fan Home, just uh, picked up the license and is going to help the people that were abandoned by, e- by Eagle Moss. Fucking lucky. Yes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So... You started to put together the Enterprise, uh-huh. but you didn't have all the parts for it? No, yeah. it's it's a subscription-based yeah. uh, system. Yeah. Where it's a, it's a model <sighs> kit you get over the course of two years. Yeah, yeah. every and month. Why? They, it's every a, month. Exactly. It's a life, life service model kit. It yeah. really fucking awesome. is. Awesome. It's like Star Trek Online. <laughs> yeah, every month they send you like That's two at modules. That's still around. <laughs> the okay. reason I bring this up is because somebody asked if we were still building it. That's why we stopped making the videos. Now... He people. got back on the subscription to finish the the thing because he wants to finish it. So and hopefully that company will stay yes. around long enough right. to actually get all the parts for the model kit. You should just be able to get all at once. I what? know. I, what I, the fuck? I, what kind of more? Uh, I agree, but hey, that's it. I didn't buy it. So. I'm <laughs> a, I, that makes you, me angry. It's a stupid idea. I'm Master Anger. <laughs> 80s Jeff. Commander Mad. And just angry vlog. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. What a stupid, stupid, stupid idea. Well, if you do want us to do more videos putting it together, please let us know. You know uh, what? How about this? He owns model kits. Just open up a box model kit and start putting it together and film that. It's all there. The whole, beginning to end, you get the whole thing right there. It's, hey, idea. Yeah, there's of- no way in hell I would watch a series of videos of you putting together this thing with little tiny bit by tiny bit over the course of months. Well, when we were doing the videos, we were doing like a couple of modules at a time. Okay. We just didn't say that we were doing like multiple modules at uh, once. Yeah, well, I Let didn't this know be that a, was a lesson to service. all of you. Yeah. Wow. The Avengers video Ooh. game failed, and so did subscription models. <laughs> Overall, is a failure unless they're one-off pieces at a time. If you are subscribing to a multi-part story, 
The risk is your own. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Oh, speaking of subscriptions, uh, tier three and above people, get to me and uh, tell me how, what your character is that you want me to write into the module. People are already starting to do it. Ah. It's looking like it's going to be pretty fun. Awesome. 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 And uh, also, angry Vlarg, redundant. <laughs> That's shit. Yeah, that's this. just Vlarg. I'll accept it. Happy Vlarg, though. That's a whole new character. That's that doesn't exist. I I, I don't even want to think about. Well, it. it's a fictional character, it's, so you don't have to. Yeah. I don't want to think about the fiction. Yeah, oh. dude, it's like dividing zero. Just it's, don't do it's, it. It's like saying Hastor three times. <laughs> In the mirror. Yeah. Naked. Next to Vlarg. Ooh. 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 <laughs>